afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, welcome to the internet's most sophisticated wrestling podcast, discussing the weekly aspects of it all, right here on The Bald Monkeys Wrestling Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of the Bald Monkeys Wrestling Podcast. We have another edition of Monkey Talk for you tonight. Once again, I am the captain, Captain Chuckles. I hate the word, I hate the name Chuckles, but they still keep me and keep calling me that. I got Christopher over here. Christopher, how are you doing tonight? Doing good. Another good night. Definitely. It's Monday for anybody that wants to know. And on Monday night, tonight, We have a very special guest with us. We met him through another uh, special guest that we had on the uh, show, Sledge. Tonight is, he was formerly known as being unholy. Now, going by the new name, Isaiah Izzy James. Thank you for joining us tonight, sir. Thank you, uh, Mr. Chuckles. (laughs) Good to be here. (laughs) Just just had to get that in there. (laughs) <laughs> just I'm digging it in brother <laughs> i love it well thank you, you for it. taking time out of the schedule yeah. i appreciate it uh i was doing absolutely nothing i actually uh was in a very intense uh playoff game on my nba 2k20 so <laughs> what team yeah. were you playing uh, i love the rockets i'm a james harden guy okay uh, uh right now i'm uh faced with uh, the milwaukee bucks and they're, they're kind of tough nice so yeah, this is squad, yeah. <laughs> I think the last basketball game I played was like NBA Jam. Oh, same, absolutely. <laughs> NBA Street on PS2, uh, but I uh, I never really got like the basketball too much until like the last year or so, and uh, just playing the video game and and like starting to watch it, really studying it and, and watching how they play. I was never like a stats nerd, but now I've become one. <laughs> That nerd stuff sneaks up on you. you Got to be careful. Definitely. Oh man! Gotta, <laughs> hey, I'm a nerd at heart. I was never an athlete all in school. Uh, all of us, we're we're all nerds. And so, you all nerd over something, right? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So let's get the official part of the interview started. And we start all of our interviews at the very beginning. Everyone has a beginning. So what was young Isaiah James? Oh gosh. Um, so I was a, I was a loner. I was like, I, I grew up an only child and uh, I kind of always felt like the outcast kind of kid. I had my like small group of friends. We skateboarded and uh, played video games. And um, like I said, I was never really like a super big athlete. I was obsessed with pro wrestling. That was like the one thing I grew up with like this box of VHS tapes and it had old NWA and WWF. I had, every special of Shawn Michaels, every Bret Hart, like just everything. And uh, that's all I really did. I would watch wrestling and play video games. And like, like I said, most kids were into sports, you know, that I knew. Not sure. me. I was inside. Occasionally I'd go outside and hurt something while skateboarding and never success, 
successfully uh, do a kickflip, so uh, <laughs> I was just doing it. <laughs> I couldn't do it either. Yeah, I can't. I can't just stand on it, let alone kick anything. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was. I was good at doing it at least in Holly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I could get like an inch pop. <laughs> yeah, you were the guy in the skateboard. I was the guy in the scooter. I had like the old school scooter with the big wheels. Yep. And I was yeah. just doing bunny hops over stuff. That, that was. <laughs> I was also uh, big into rollerblading, and everybody at yeah. that time, all my friends hated the rollerbladers for some reason, but. I was dope. I was I could do the spins and stuff, but no, they didn't like me. <laughs> I was like, "Are you you ride a skateboard or not?" <laughs> so you mentioned wrestling. You mentioned uh, getting some VHS tapes. Who stood out to you? Who was the first? Like, what's the first memory of of wrestling that really stood out to you? Uh, so this is actually a very special moment for me uh, because I I have a very strong love for the professional wrestling I grew up watching. And the very first memory I can think back on my life is my mom and my grandmother taking me to the sportatorium when it was still around in Dallas. Uh, I'm old enough for that. (laughs) Uh, They were taking me and I remember I was just a little kid and holding their hands and we go over the hump. I can see the lights. I can see, I can, I can still smell like the cotton candy in the air. And Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett is in the middle of the ring cutting a promo. And that's the first wrestling memory of my life, in my life. And uh, I think that's one of those moments that, like, I look to as not only, like, like happy place, but, like, that's what made uh, – one of the reasons that I'm a fan, but also one of the reasons I am a pro wrestler today. Nice. So you had a, you almost had the double because that's one of our main questions is what what do you remember about getting into wrestling and then what made you want to become a wrestler? So you yeah. had that all incumbent in one moment. So that's a pretty powerful there's, there's, moment. Yeah, that that's a real big moment for me. But uh, there's you know there's other moments. Uh, you know WrestleMania 12 with Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. That's uh, one of those matches that just. Uh, I never seen wrestling like that before. You know, like I, I watch wrestling. You know, you watch your eight minute, you know, ten minute TV match, but you see an hour long match. But that's just different. And then as I got into it, I started realizing Japan is like every match is an hour. <laughs> yeah, that's just the norm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's what we do, brother. It's a it's a marathon over there. Light day, light day. <laughs> so, Chris, what did I jump on you? No, you're no. good. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask if there was another wrestler besides the Bretts, the Shawns, and the moment with Jeff Jarrett. Was there anybody else that stood out to you as one of the wrestlers that you remember? I don't want to say as your favorite yet, because we will get to the favorites later, but just somebody who stood out to you as like, man, you loved watching them. Uh, you know, as a little kid, I was really into Ultimate Warrior. I actually have, uh, I don't know if you can see it, I have like a whole bunch of figurines up on the top of my... Oh, nice. And a whole bunch of Ultimate Warriors. And I got one one John Cena in there because I, I am a John Cena fan. But uh, <laughs> but uh, Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man was one of them. Uh, the colorful characters like that I was really into, uh, especially Macho Man with all of his, his shtick. And Warrior, you can never understand. But it was no. just so entertaining um but as i got older i would have to say you know absolutely sean but then you got guys like chris jericho that came along eddie guerrero 
the Hardy Boys. I was actually lucky enough to wrestle Matt Hardy uh, in a match uh, alongside uh, Sammy Guevara, surprisingly enough, uh, about three or f- uh, four years ago, actually. And that was wow. a really good match. Uh, it was uh, definitely surreal seeing broken Matt Hardy come to the ring while you're standing there. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny. You talked about the Rockets and I actually have yeah. a Houston Rockets cup right here from awesome. when oh, we're, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I got a cup of John Cena. Oh, on it. you beat me. We were actually down in Houston for the, uh, the rumble and NXT stuff. And uh, we pick, I picked this one up one night when we were, I guess where the Rockets play. I think that's where uh, NXT Worlds Collide was. I think that's right. Um, Yeah. I was at the uh, Royal Rumble doing extra work that evening. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got to uh, help carry Baron Corbin to the ring. uh, during. Lucky you. Yeah, well, (laughs) yeah, you can say so. (laughs) (laughs) I, I I have a special hate in my heart for Baron Corbin. Then he's doing his job right. Exactly. It, it, it's tr- it, that is 100% true. Yes. Uh, I, don't, I see why people hate on him, but he's doing his job right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You mentioned a lot of the wrestlers that kind of, you know, caught your eye when you were younger. Um, I know you started your career about 10 years ago or so. What, uh, what was that moment that you said, this is what I want to do. I want to get into the ring. And then how did you decide on where to start to train and everything? Um, so uh, April 3rd, 2010 was my debut. So it's been uh, a year and a few months. Um, I remember I, I've always played the video games. Like I've, I've been a really big video game person my whole life. Um, but I was always playing the video games and I was working at this job where we would set up cameras. Like, you know, the, whenever somebody goes hunting, they have their infrared cameras for the deers. Mm-hmm. I used to test those for a living and that was really boring. Um, so <laughs> I remember I was on the computer and I searched Craigslist and I was like, you know what? I want to try and see what I can find uh, as far as wrestling school. Maybe I can give this a try because I felt maybe I was capable. At, you know, at least at least give me a, a chance to try it. If I'm not, then I know I'm not. You know. Yeah. But I went on Craigslist, found this uh, ad for uh, MPX Wrestling. Uh, it was at that point, it wasn't really anything. It was just a couple guys who had a ring, uh, doing it the nitty gritty way that nobody wants to talk about, doing it the backyard way. Uh, you know, the the uh, how, I guess. Uh, the bad way to get into business. <laughs> but um, I, I called them. I told them what I wanted to do. And uh, it was probably really funny for the guy to hear, yeah, I want to be a WWE champion. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, how many different calls are you going to get a day? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I called. I think the next weekend I went up there, I you know told me to buy some knee pads and some, you know, bring a basketball shorts and whatever. I went and tried it out, and I remember I took my first bump, and I watched Tough Enough when I was younger. So, I, and I've watched wrestling my whole life. I I know the whole you know backstory. It, it's what it is, you know. And so I took my first bump, and they're like, "You sure you've never done this before?" Like, I'm serious. And I was like, "Never done it in my life," but you know, 
just fix this, fix that, and it's good. Just keep going. And so that was my start. Just uh, MPX went from that to, I think, like a six months later, we had a building. And then we had more students. And then um, we started running shows. Different local guys from around Texas, uh, or at least DFW, started uh, coming to our promotion uh, and started helping train, uh, train us. Because um, we were, like, we had one guy who, his name was Jaden, who, you know, said he was trained by so-and-so, but wasn't the best trainer overall. And so we needed more guys. And so Matt Palmer ended up taking me under his wing at one point. Uh, and he's uh, married to Ember Moon. Mm-hmm. I love for her. <laughs> love Ember. Yeah, I love Ember. Uh, but he took me under his wing for like a year. And uh, I, I learned a lot from that. I learned a lot from that. But that was my start in the in uh, in the Texas wrestling uh, business is DFW, going through MPX, and then slowly through those guys, Matt and other guys, uh, even like Lance Hoyt, who's uh, – or Lance Archer on mm-hmm. uh, AEW. Mm-hmm. Helps get me out different promotions all throughout Texas, and uh, slowly I branched out. And I, you know, I've been an extra on WWE against the AOP. Uh, I've worked for Ring of Honor once or twice, three times, three times I think, uh, and then did an Impact uh, versus Reality Wrestling, which is Booker T School, where I'm currently mm-hmm. centered at here in Houston, and that was really fun getting to work with. Uh, uh, those guys, uh, like OVE and, and Matt Manifolden and uh, the North, that was a really fun uh, battle royal we did. Nice. I was going to say, you know, when 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 you were in that ring for the first time and you and you took that bump, and they were kind of like, "Oh, wait, have you done this?" In your head, were you like, "Yes," like I I that's like a checkoff right there. Like I I did something right. Like right, I was watching yeah. and and now it, like it worked. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those moments where it's like, no, I've never done this. <laughs> Was that right? Uh, be, be, absolutely. It's, it's one of those, yes, I did it, but I'm one of those like self-deprecating persons or people. So I'm like, uh, maybe. <laughs> and you mentioned a whole bunch of different, you know, uh, independent wrestling in Texas. It seems like, as we're talking to more and more people, the, the, the independent scene in Texas just seems so uh, ab- abundant. There's, it seems like there's so many places down there for people not just to train, but to have shows for. I mean, you mentioned MPX. You mentioned uh, a Reality of Wrestling, where Booker is. I mean, I know mm-hmm. that you wrestled for ACW as well. Uh, talk about the scene down there. Like, wh- why, why is all of a sudden, like, Texas – and, and maybe not even all of a sudden, but how, why is it such a hotbed for all of this talent? I think that Texas for a long time has been a sleeper. Uh, everybody's eyes are on the East Coast. You watch GCW, you see um, um, IWA, you know, you got uh, Rockstar Pro up in Cleveland and, and all the Jersey, you know, uh, people yep. everybody in uh, uh, New York and Maryland and all that. Um, everybody's eyes are there or like California where PWG is, but Texas, even when I was, uh, was, uh, breaking in, it was kind of rebuilding itself. Uh, thanks to guys like Tim Storm, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Matt Palmer as well. And, uh, Ember Moon, uh, when she was running through Texas, uh, they kind of helped 
put eyes back on Dallas when Dallas was kind of dead for a while. Um, but then uh, about half, about four or five years into my career, places like Inspire Pro started showing up and started getting more um, uh, social media presence. Mm. One of the things that lack that a lot of the promotions here lack is that social media presence. Uh, either they don't have uh, the knack for it or they don't know somebody that can help them out for that. Um, <clears throat> but I feel like that's the main thing that's holding a lot of people back from seeing the talent that we do possess. Like guys like Ricky Starks is, is an Austin guy. Uh, and he just recently got picked up at AEW. Shout out to Ricky. Love you, brother. Um, uh, Lance Archer is another one who has been wrestling for 20 years and he was in TNA, but just, you know, in, in, in New Japan and in these last couple of years has really come out. Yeah. And Keith is another one of those, those breakout stories from Texas. Uh, but you guys, but now we have more promotions. Uh, Reality of Wrestling is Booker T's. That's uh, net. We are now doing content. We're doing the no crowd shows with the social distancing shows. Uh, we just did a drive-in show that'll air this uh, Sunday where people drove up their cars to the ring like it was a drive-in movie and he tuned into a radio station to listen to our uh, commentary with Booker. Oh, that's cool. Pretty, pretty cool. Uh, now we got uh, promotions, all women's promotions down here. We got Mission Pro ran by uh, uh, Thunder Rosa. And we've got, uh, we got Sabotage. We've got, um, who else? We've got Lucha Brutal is one of the ones in Dallas now. Uh, Soar, uh, which is ran by Bobby Horn, who was one of the, um, been on a mission in WWF back in the day with mm -hmm. Mabel. Yes. Uh, so there's a lot of promotions in in DFW, in Houston, in Austin, even in uh, Odessa with OSW, Old School Wrestling. Uh, they still, it's a small little area, but they've been running for years. And Kurt Stallion, one of the Evolved uh, standouts, is from OSW. So you see a lot of these guys, but a lot of them don't realize they got a lot of their starts here in Texas. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic to see how much stuff, you know, started there and everybody branching out and everything. It's, it's really great to see it come from that, that level and then have these guys, you know, you know, flourish at other levels, you know, in wrestling. It's, it's really nice to see. Absolutely. It's uh, guys like Keith Lee, definitely an inspiration for me. Uh, to see a guy who is, uh, you know, in his 30s, I'm in my 30s, to, like, make it at this point in his career. It, you know, you, you get told it's a, it's a young man's game. You're only going to be in it for so many years. And your body hurts. Absolutely does. Uh, but there's been times where I've wanted to quit, and I just keep thinking about Keith Lee and his, his rise late in his career. I feel – I feel late in, in uh, his career yeah. um, and guys like Lance Archer as well, late in his career, he got his rise. So that keeps me uh, motivated as long as going to school at the same time, that's been kind of a, a blessing in disguise. We'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking <laughs> of, of hurting your body, uh, one of the matches that caught my eye and it, it was for two different reasons. Uh, the one reason was because it was a, our first ever guest, interview that we had which was chris bay and the yeah and the second reason that it caught my eye was because uh the gentleman in front of us that uh, that you're all watching uh jumped off a balcony 
Into no, the no. no, Chris jumped off the balcony on the Chris main. jumped off the balcony. I, what yes. was it like taking that? Like, oh. it's, it's not just, like, that's not just the top of a cage or the top of the turnbuckle. It's a balcony. At this point, I've done it so many times where I've either dove off of a balcony or been in the, 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 on the other end of that. Um, it's just normal now because at ACW, at Anarchy, it's that underground feel. It's got the balconies above yeah. us. And I've dove off that balcony five, six times. Uh, just the, the footage is, is out there. It's, uh, I think it's on smartmarkvideo.com. And I think now uh, they're starting to air on I, uh, IWTV. IWTV, yep. I, I can't even imagine, like, prepping myself to, to do that. I mean, when I was a little kid, I didn't even want to jump out of the tree in my front yard, <laughs> <laughs> let alone a balcony into a ring. Uh, I think it's one of those things, uh, reckless abandon when I'm, when I was a little younger, um, I'll still do it, but now I'm very picky on when I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> More choose select shots. Yeah. Choose your shots now, right? Wisdom with age, boys. <laughs> <laughs> now you recently got back into the ring after being off for, you know, what everybody knows has been going on in the world. How was it getting back into the ring? Um, I'll have to say that that was probably the longest time in my career I've ever spent not training, not entering uh, for being in wrestling 10 years. Uh, but it was definitely um, doing like the social distancing shows or not having like a real crowd. It's very, it, it's a new challenge. So, um, it's frustrating, but it's also at the same time, um, I like to challenge myself. I want to push myself. I want to make sure that I'm, um, you know, capable of doing what someone needs of me anytime somebody of the bigger company wants to call on me to do the job. So um, it's definitely a challenge, but it's something I'm, I, I kind of look forward to, but at the same time, I get the, the bubble guts. <laughs> yeah. uh, but training, um, at first, you know, it's you know, you do your couple of rolls and you you start you know getting warmed up in the ring and then you realize, oh gosh, it's really hot and I'm sweating bullets and I've only been running for two minutes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, I I enjoy the challenge. I'll have to say that. Nice. You talk about wisdom because obviously you've been able to experience a lot. Let's call it that. You've been able to go through. And, and learn from a lot of different people. Who did you gain the most from? Who do you think is like, maybe not a mentor, but someone you were able to like learn the most from in the wrestling industry at, through your journey so far? So I wrote this down. Oh, I didn't want to mess this up. <laughs> of course. Uh, so uh, in the year that I've been at, year and a half that I've been at Booker T's, I've learned a lot. You know, you hear a lot of things through different guys, through different peers, different schools. I've traveled all over. I've, I've gone to Monster Factory. I've gone to Hybrid. Excuse me. I've gone to Booker T's and, you know, my starting school in PX. But when you, when someone says it in a certain way and it finally clicks, it's like, I get it right away, you know? Um, but I'd have to say Booker T was one of, is one of them. I still like, I, I was talking to Lance Archer today. Like I sent him a match that I recently did. And I was like, 
what do you got for me? Give me all the good, all the bad, all the ugly. And, and that's what I need. I, I want all the bad and the ugly so I know what to fix, right? Exactly. But then, uh, you know, uh, Matthew Palmer was another one. Um, those are like main three that I, that I tend to lean on as far as the knowledge. And you're always learning, right? There's always more to learn. There's absolutely, always- absolutely. I'm always picking someone's brain. Um, Cassius Ono was uh, at the um, was at Row for a show that we did, and I was able to pick his brain. Uh, Bob Evans. Um, I've uh, I've got to train with Jerry Lynn. I've got to train with uh, Yoshi Tatsu. That was really oh. fun. Uh, I've got to train with uh, Funaki. Uh, picked his brain. Uh, he calls me Greg Punk because uh, <laughs> at me, I was still going by my original uh, wrestling name, my original gimmick, uh, which was Too Much Metal, Gregory James, and had long hair, covered in tattoos. I obviously look like CM Punk. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, I love Funaki. He's great. Um, who else did I get to train with? I've trained with so many different. Uh, I've trained with. Uh, I've got to do a couple of Ring of Honor seminars with. Uh, one of them was a Ring of Ring of Honor slash New Japan seminar with uh, Shinsuke, and uh, Liger was there. Uh, oh, wow. Tomato, uh, Adam Cole. Uh, the list goes on and on. That's amazing. Just a sponge, really pick it up as much as you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about being ready. And, and the idea that when that phone call comes, you're ready and you're, and, and you're going to be available or you're going to be prepared. Mm-hmm. How do you stay motivated as you go through this journey? Because we, you're not the first person, I think, to say, you know, I have to stay ready. I have to keep myself ready. So how do you keep yourself yeah. motivated to that point? Uh, I, I, I have to keep going. I have to keep myself out of my own headspace because uh, I – will let you know depression eat at me and make sure that i uh you know i feel it and i feel down most days but i keep going to keep uh, myself motivated i have like i said i have to be out of my headspace i have to go to the gym i have to uh go to training i have to uh, talk to my my peers you know my friends in the business that uh kind of going through some of the same struggles right now, uh, you know, especially with what's going on. It's so unsure with what's on, like, are we even going to get back to what we used to do? Yeah, that's got to be alarming right now as, as a professional wrestler where it's, you don't know what's next. You don't know when next is coming. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Do you have a next? Do you know what's the next thing you're going to be able, next time you're going to be able to get in a ring? Absolutely. I have uh, Wednesday we are filming for Reality Wrestling um, for more uh, weekly episodes. And then uh, this Saturday we'll be in, here in downtown Houston uh, at Fearless Pro in a triple threat match for the uh, Rising Phoenix Championship, I think. <laughs> <laughs> But it's uh, me versus Bryson Scott versus Jason Knight. Uh, that should be a fun match. And then uh, Sunday, I'm at SWE in Canton. Uh, and that uh, is for a national taping, I believe. Um, in, former NWA champion Tim Storm is on there. I think he's their current heavyweight champion. Um, we have uh, 
Will Alday is on there. We also have uh, my very close friend Barrett Brown and slash Mortal Enemy. Um, uh, and then, you know, guys like Malico, who I think uh, you guys uh, should look into. A guy like Malico is a very big uh, personality and somebody I think that uh, a lot of people are sleeping on, as well as uh, a guy named Ryan Davidson, who is the current reality uh, uh, of wrestling, like, head trainer right now. And um, he's another like, – I forgot to mention him, but he's a, he's a good uh, brain to pick in the professional wrestling business. What's it like coming across some of these these people that you're even telling us to go look for? Is it is it almost like to the point of your career now where you're like discovering new people, and it's almost it's almost like a a reinvention of your career where you get to go find new people in the industry and have these new experiences with different wrestlers. Well, I, I think right now it's uh, definitely a, a a reboot uh, with what's going on. I t- I had four months off, five months off to really sit and think about what I was doing. And I had learned uh, that I was unhappy with uh, where I was going. I was uh, constantly complaining, constantly telling myself I'm going to retire each and every single day and, ne- and never really bringing myself to do so. But um, that's why the name change came. That's why the, the character change came uh, because um, I was doing – something for so long and I was like well it's not working so now it's time to change uh and I don't like throw everybody's name out there oh check this guy check that guy check this guy uh I've known and and been a part of so many locker rooms and and met so many people throughout this business but the guys like Malico, Will, uh Ryan Davidson um those are the guys that I feel are, are in talents, especially guys like Ryan and, and uh, Malico, because um, one Malico is so unique. You won't find anybody that's like him. And Ryan Davidson is so knowledgeable and just so crafty and so technically sound in the ring that he's, it's, it's amazing that he's not already somewhere like AEW, WWE, or, anywhere else yeah now you've been around the block a little bit it sounds Uh, like you know uh, and uh (laughs) you have to have some funny stories of being on the road and traveling to different events and everything and different shows and different promotions what's one of your most fun stories that that you're allowed to tell us (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um, there's, there's like a few, uh, I went, it was just a quick trip from like Austin to Dallas, which is only like a three hour drive. But it was me, a guy named Bryson Scott and a guy named Donnie Giovanni, who's no longer in the wrestling business, but he's a really good dude. Uh, one of the funniest times and it was so like, we were crying, laughing the entire trip. Uh, we, I think we filmed some of it and that, might be on a camera somewhere on Bryson's in Bryson's boxes somewhere, maybe, uh, maybe not, maybe it's destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was super funny. Um, but then, uh, I drove to, uh, California from Texas with two guys from the hybrid wrestling school, uh, Aaron Mercer and, uh, RJ and, uh, 
that was fun because you start off in Texas and then you get to Arizona and it's like March and you're in Arizona and all of a sudden it's a blizzard and all you have are basketball shorts and it's 3 a.m. and you got to get gas. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, so there was um, Aaron, we, uh, we got Aaron Mercer out to, uh, to do gas and we locked the door. So we had to stay out there the whole time. And he's just freaking <laughs> while the gas is going and he's like flipping us off the whole time. And we, we wouldn't let him back in the car until uh, we got him uh, until we got the whole thing filled up. And then we drove all the way to California, did the two shows. We stayed at Sledge's place. Um, so that's, uh, you know, I met Sledge here in Texas, but then, you know, we've kind of, uh, you know, stayed in touch, but we stayed there, did a few shows. I worked Zicky Dice. That was the first time I ever met Zicky. Uh, but yeah. Um, we had a, I think it was live streamed on SinCal Pro. Want to see? Maybe it's on their YouTube. I'm not too sure, but um, and then on the way back, we decided we were going to uh, stop in Fresno because we're, uh, I wanted to see the aliens. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh, see any aliens? Were they? No. Well, there. You know, just saw the uh, the stores. You know. So, um, and the whole time we're doing this, um, this video or these series of videos where, uh, we were treating the unholy character that I was doing at the time, kind of like Candyman. And so, uh, they would say unholy, unholy, unholy. And I'd pop up randomly somewhere. And I remember one was, um, shouldn't be funny, but it is. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's just stupid. stupid. And like the, one of the first ones we did, and we were dying laughing, was like they, they're filming themselves in the car, right? And I'm in the front seat just sitting next to them, waiting for them to do the tagline. And they go, unholy, unholy, unholy. And then they scream and turn and look at me. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing in my bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> and we just warped it. And we did one in uh, uh, like a McDonald's where they had the, the spaceship McDonald's. And they did that. I was sitting in there. And I'm like, "Hey guys, look! I'm flying a spaceship." <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was fun. It was like 24 hours there, one way, and then 26 hours to come back. Oof. Those That's long roads. They're long. They're long. But, but if, if you have good people with you, it kind of makes the it makes the trip. Yeah, yeah. So we talked a whole bunch about wrestling. Outside of wrestling, what are, way, what are, oh, go ahead. Real, real quick, I, I fucked that up, sorry. I said Fresno, I meant Roswell, I meant Roswell, New Mexico, <laughs> I don't know why, that's where the Fresno. aliens are. Roswell, Unless, we did not, we did not I mean to mess that up. I think up. I did get abducted while I was in Roswell, <laughs> that's, told me it they, was Fresno. <laughs> there you go. What happens? See. <laughs> They messed with his mind. Just so people. I didn't wear the helmet, man. I didn't wear it. People, watch out for Roswell and Fresno. And, and Fresno. Both of those places. Any, any known town fact. <laughs> yeah, all the O's. Yeah, all the O-towns. Yes. <laughs> so outside of wrestling, what, what are some things that you like to do to keep busy? Uh, I know you mentioned you're going to school. Uh, talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that, and I see that there is a Dallas Stars jersey back there in that closet. 
There's uh, there's that one, and then there's one over here. I got two of them. Nice. I got to get the product placement for my, for my insidious one. One of my students um, slash uh, manager. Uh, but, yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I'm a Dallas Stars fan. It's probably the only team in Dallas that I do like. Uh, but I've been following the, uh, in the, uh, the NBA since they started back up again. So I've been watching a lot of the uh, games, playing the video game religiously pretty much since uh, I, I'm a personal trainer. And so when I'm not training at, you know, row or, or working out, I'm training others. Uh, since I'm in school, I'm lucky enough to do, like, I have a really open schedule right now. So um, I just mainly do that and focus on training, training, training. Nice. Uh are you watching the NHL playoffs? I was, um, I was watching a stars game. It was them versus, uh, was it, uh, it was Calgary. Yep. The flames. Yeah. Uh, they won five to four, I believe. Screwed yeah. up my, uh, I haven't been keeping up with it too much. Uh, cause, uh, I, I don't have the, uh, NHL app. Mm. I'm, I'm broke. I'm a broke college student. So. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. So I don't, I don't have that, but I try to keep up with it, like on Instagram and 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 uh, Twitter and stuff. So yeah, he usually does a pretty good job of catching everybody up if they don't have it. Yeah. Now, what when you were talking to Sledge, I I think I noticed an Elevate Pro tank top that you were wearing. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. Did you have the only reason I ask is. We have talked to Brittany, who now runs Elevate Pro, and we've talked to Ray Fury and JC Vega and know of a couple other people down there. Did you wrestle with them, or do you know them? Yes, I was actually their first heavyweight champion. Oh. Yes, back when the company started. Uh, it was ran by a different person. Yeah. Uh, but I – Wrestled uh, Ray Fury actually in a series of matches uh, where it ended up with me winning the belt. And then we did a series of more matches, uh, you know, throughout, I think, a couple months with him and uh, who was the other guy? Corey Constantine. Mm -hmm. And um, there was somebody else, Purple Haze, um, a few others in that Louisiana area. But yeah, I, uh, I worked with him for a while. Uh, the last match I think I had with them was me with uh, the Insidious one, my manager, versus Trip Cassidy and Serpentico. Mm. Match, I think it was like 2017, maybe early 2018. Uh, but that was the last time I got to work with them. And I recently worked with Brittany uh, at uh, Kickstart My Heart in Minnesota. And she's such a sweetheart. Very nice girl. Uh, I, actually, uh, we've been in talks about uh, our uh, Insidious One and I coming to uh, Elevate again uh, and hopefully on a more consistent basis uh, once they're running shows again. Nice. That's exciting. Yeah. Speaking of exciting, we are at the favorite part of the interview. The favorites. Oh, no. <laughs> the favorites. Oh. 
These could be anything. We usually try to listen in. We usually put just generic things in there where we share them, but we listen to the interview. We try to pick things that might be interesting to talk about. So first thing I'm going to jump on you is favorite video game. Oh, uh, I would have to say Ma uh, not Mass Effect. Uh, Mass Effect. Fallout 4. Okay. Fallout 4. I, I'm a huge Fallout 4 fan, but I was going to possibly go with Mass Effect 3. Okay. Mass Effect is a really good game. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with Fallout, though. Now we're going to dig deeper and go favorite retro video game. Now, when you say retro, are we talking... I'm, I'm talking PS2 or earlier. You got to get, get before PS2 for it to count. Hmm. Which scary enough, I just heard myself say that is actually retro. Yeah, I'm world. <laughs> Hang on. He's going to pull it out. Uh oh. I love it. He's digging. He's digging deep. <laughs> no mercy. Oh man! Beautiful. Yes. And for only six ninety nine. Yeah, I know. For only six ninety nine. I also have the NWO, WCW NWO Revenge. That is $9.99, ladies and gentlemen. It's, a, it's amazing that this N64 system continually comes yeah. up in our favorites as either a system or a game on the system is people's favorite uh, yeah. game to play. That, the, the system, I don't think anybody will, like, I'll never get rid of my N64 again. <laughs> Nobody will ever, will ever convince me to... Unless you maybe like give me a million dollars for it, but <laughs> yeah. but no, full time wrestling contract and sixty four. Yeah. Uh, may be able to pull your leg on that one. <laughs> yeah, you might be able to pull my leg on that one. <laughs> so you've traveled around a lot to a lot of different places. What's your favorite place to wrestle? Hmm. Shoot, oh, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Oh man, uh, you know, because you don't want to hurt any other city. This it's okay. It's it's we all understand. Like you love everywhere, no, but I, I I really like Austin. Uh, their their crowds. Whenever we had Wrestle Circus here for a little while, uh, those crowds were just ravenous. Um, we get those crowds, you know, when we go to when we have Inspire and we have uh, ACW, but. Um, the, the crowd there is different than the crowd in like Dallas. Uh, Dallas, nothing against you guys, but <laughs> uh, Austin got you beat a little bit. Uh, and then I'm trying to think like out of state. When I was doing those Elevate shows, those crowds were pretty hot. Um, but then again, I've only done like a few. Out of like out in the Northeast, I did one show in Connecticut back in 2014, a long time ago. Uh, I did a show the the ones in California, uh, but those were just little one-offs, you know, um, that I didn't really get to really in you know, dive into that scene. Yeah. Is there is there one place that you want to go wrestle, like one city or one venue that you're like? If I can get there, then I know that that's a huge accomplishment for myself or a dream for yourself. Well, 
currently, you know, I'm all, I'm all, I'm looking at AEW and and all those other companies. Everybody wants to make it to those places, but if we're talking like indie scene, uh, I want to go up to the the Chicago region, work for either uh, um, freelance or uh, AEW. Um, I'm not really like a deathmatch guy, but I'll go work for GCW. I'd love to work for GCW. Uh, they have such a good uh, presence that that platform can get me, you know, into other places. I definitely want to go overseas again. I've been to London once before and wrestled for uh, uh, um, B- BCW, and I'd like to go uh, over there and wrestle for uh, like Southside. There's a place in Canada called Super Kicked that I really want to work for. Uh, if they're, if you, if you can, you know, put out the feelers. Uh, get them out there. That's what we're doing right now. We're putting them all out. All the feelers are going out. I want to come to Super Kicked. Um, but yeah, uh, PWG is obviously one of those places too. It's been a, it's. I have a stack of DVDs like this big of all the early years of PWG. Uh, when I broke in, that was like the thing to watch. Now you got a, you got a strap sitting up there in the closet. I see. Yes. Looks, looks nice and shiny. What's your favorite title belt? Like, uh, any, any overall, like what's the one that's like, that is the Holy grail of title belts to you. Shoot. Uh, that is a, that is a hard question because you have the WWE world championship that has such prestige, but then you also have the big gold belt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Such a history. And then there's the new Japan, uh, the heavyweight championship there. So, Oh man. All good choices. Oh, <laughs> but you only get one. I know, right? But then there's also NWA, the NWA title. That's like, I think it would be a really cool accomplishment to be able to say I, I was able to win that NWA World Championship. And that one's still within rotation. So is the WWE one. But <laughs> I want that NWA one. Awesome. So I think it's either Big Gold or the NWA one. We might have to put them together in some way. Like, cut them in half and put them. <laughs> the prestige and the size. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's a John Cena spinner thing going on there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get the big gold plate, but in the middle you have the, the NWA thing spinning there around. There you go. That sounds <laughs> really good. Like that. That, that'll get the most <laughs> championship of all time. <laughs> Look at you, Christopher. Right. I, I give you the favorites for one night, and you're, you're coming up with, with golden ones here. That, that's how I roll. I think you might have to put some notes down, Chuckles. I might have to. <laughs> <laughs> Again, with... Mm, just a little... Just getting it in there. Once or twice. But Chuck has the final question, which we all think is the best question. But before so- we get to the best question... I have one question. Oh, when, wait, wait, there's more. When, when you were in, when we were in Connecticut, uh, do you remember where you wrestled the the town? Uh, I don't remember the Bristol. Is that okay. right? Yeah, there's a Bristol, Connecticut. Okay. I, think I worked Joseph von Schmidt. He's a tall, 
German gimmick, like a or something like that. Mm. Uh, that sounds oddly familiar. Yeah, um, it was PWA. I want to say was the name of it. Pro Wrestling Academy, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, I wrestled him. And I forget who else was on the card. Uh, Azrael, I think, is it, which is a New Jersey local. Uh, he yeah. was on TNA uh, once or twice uh, when they would do the one night onlys. But uh, I can't remember anybody else. The only reason I asked if you remembered where it was because I used to live in Connecticut, so it would. Oh, right and and I and like it's so crazy, like doing the research and looking at where a lot of the wrestlers have wrestled. Like all of a sudden, I'm going down like the like some of the lists of where shows have been, and I was like, "Wait, hold on. This 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 person wrestled at this show at an elementary school in my town that was like." <laughs> less than five minutes away from me i was like yeah. how did i not even know about that <laughs> you weren't there i know i wasn't there and it would have been awesome because then i looked at the rest of the show and i was like how how could i have not been at this show right but anyway I now we're great. here now we're at the final question the most important question i i think i think he has answered this question before on Sledge's show because we kind of ask it in the chat or dastardly and Sledge just ask it anyway and steal it from us. But Oreo cookies, are you a single stuffer or a double stuffer? <laughs> why, did, why did you phrase it like that? Because I can't always ask it the same boring way. I got to come up with other ways. Phrasing chuckle. Phrasing. I got to come up with other ways. It's got to, you know. Well, not that way. That's... I like, I like that way. Uh, uh, I'm a double stuffer. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> double stuff Oreos are, yeah, that's the way to go. That is the place. That is the place. Love them too much. Get, get a bowl, put six, seven Oreos, bowl, and put that milk in there. Just eat a bowl of cereal. Well, eat it like cereal. Oreo cereal, I'm in. Now, now here's, yeah. a, here's an extra question. We actually just talked to uh, Maddie Renkowski, who is on yeah. the Mission Pro uh, event coming up in September. She yep. mentioned uh, a, a, an ice cream. That's a mix of uh, cookies and cream and chocolate chip cookie dough. Have you heard of that? Is that Millennium Crunch? I think it was like uh, uh, cookie cookie two step or cookie two scoop or something. It might be like cookie two step. It two might step. be cookie two step. Uh, in the Ben and Jerry's. Okay. Yeah, it might be that. I was wondering because I yeah. I actually asked somebody about that today and i was like they were i said have you ever heard of this i mean given we're way far north i'm way far north of texas uh but they were like no but i would totally try that <laughs> yeah yeah uh i used to work at dipping dots when i was uh 18 all and uh i would like all day i would make little cups and i would just put different ice creams together and mix them up and my favorite concoction was um 
cookies and cream with half strawberry ice cream. Oh. For some reason, it's just, it's it's the best. For I love it. I like it. It's like, it's like the old strawberry cream. shortcake pops that you would get from uh, the ice cream man that went around. Yeah. That's good stuff. The guy in the All right. the guy in the creepy van. <laughs> we're just we're just talking about cookies and ice cream. We're getting way off track. Hey, it's your time now. It's 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 time for you to let everybody know where they can go find you and where they should be able to go look for you next. I am on all the social media platforms, or at least the important ones, I think. Uh, Twitter and Instagram are both uh, unholy diver twenty seven. Uh, Facebook, I think it's unholy. Actually, I think that is actually uh, unholy diver twenty seven as well. Made it really easy for everybody. Just type that in Google, and you'll find it. Um, then on Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, you can just type in Isaiah James or Unholy on the Pro Wrestling Tees. I think it's still under that. You can find my shirts. I just now got some buttons, uh, but you might have to email me directly at bookisaiahjames. Uh, let me rephrase that. Bookisaiahjames at gmail.com. <laughs> I, I will make sure our crack research team – uh, <laughs> gets all the right ones and we yeah. promise we will have the right we will have them all up in the credits <laughs> after yes. the uh, interview don't worry twitter instagram facebook unholy diver 27 there you go awesome well isaiah we really appreciate the time you gave us tonight we had a lot of fun uh we'll go back and we'll work with chuckles and we'll get him to do a little bit better next time on the favorites so we appreciate the input <laughs> thanks for having me guys <laughs> really great time we wish you all the best uh look forward to being out there and seeing you we can't wait to get back to normal wrestling events that fans could be at because as fans we want to be out there just as much as i know you as a wrestler want to be out there in front of fans so yeah, yeah and make sure for- make sure to watch reality of wrestling because i'm pretty sure they drop their episodes on sundays and you sundays can- at noon see and you can yeah. see the gentleman that is sitting in front of you on some of those episodes i'm just saying youtube <laughs> come on go okay everybody go. oh go, go ahead check. christopher i was gonna say go check us out please go hit go hit a like button who go cares hit about us button. <laughs> their twitter up who go cares go about follow us? us on twitter you can follow us bother on me on twitter stuff. give me bother a reason to be on, on twitter <laughs> we'll see you on twitter yeah later you can find Isaiah's and James on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at UnholyDiver27. Buy some of his merchandise from ProWrestlingTees.com. Search for UnholyDiver27 there as well. And for booking inquiries, you can email Izzy at BookIsaiahJames at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TheBaldMonkeys. You can also check out our interviews on WrestleJoy.com. Make sure to subscribe on our YouTube page to watch our previous interviews or our roundtable discussions. Just search for The Bald Monkeys. Watch us live on our new Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash TheBaldMonkeys. And finally, listen to The Bald Monkeys podcast on Apple iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.